This is episode 101 for July 18th, 2017. Brought to you from Arlington, Texas. This week we'll be covering style Summer Bear. Welcome to Brew Styles. My name is Sawyer, and together with Chris, Travis, and Eddie, we take on the world of beer one style at a time. Every week we discuss a different style of beer and taste some of our favorites. We hope you leave with a thirst for more. Our podcast can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Look us up and subscribe to make sure you are kept up to date on our latest episodes. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at brew underscore styles. Drop by our website, brewstyles.com, where you can stream every episode, check out our photo gallery, and use the contact tab to send us comments and feedback. You can also find more information about the BJCP and how to become a certified beer judge. Settle in and raise a pint with us as we launch into another episode of Brew Styles. Well, welcome back to another episode of the that there uh, brew styles. Uh, it's been a good wow. short summer already, and uh, yeah, it's almost over. Yeah, yeah. Speak for yourself. I've had like six weeks of nothing to do so far, and I still have six more weeks. I don't know. It's so jealous. I've had like a week. I'm jealous of that too. I haven't had a single week. <laughs> I've had like a day. <laughs> Anyways. So uh, we're joined by Travis. How are you doing, Travis? Doing pretty well. Um, I don't think I've done anything beer-related since the last podcast. Haven't gone to any breweries, hmm? which has been a big change from last summer whenever I tried to visit as many new ones as I could. Yeah. And I was pretty successful with that. This summer, I realized I haven't been to any new ones at all. I've been to a few standbys, like I uh, went to Hot Fusion. Yeah. Last week, yeah, to see you play. Thank you for coming, by the way. Yeah, that was a fun trip. We always like our, our guys out at Hot Fusion. Oh yeah, um, it's a really cool hangout. No homo. Great, great atmosphere, <laughs> and they're making some uh, some dang good beer. Oh, it was yeah, so good for sure. Yeah, they had a couple of new ones that were really good. Yeah, yeah, coconut one, uh, Coco Anejo. Yeah, Anejo, Anejo. Um, that was pretty good. Yeah, solid. Definitely. I drank a lot of the feisty redhead. I'm not really a fan of that one. That's too bad. I really like that one. Cherry is a a very uh, difficult thing to brew with, I think, especially if you're using like cherry extract. Sure. Because to me, it tastes like cough syrup. Okay. Well. So that's that's just me, though. Yeah. I mean, I guess for me, I was playing tuba. I was hot and sweaty, so I just wanted something... Fruity. At that point, you were probably drunk already, anyway. So, uh, maybe a little. <laughs> I know, I know. George was sipping on the first slipper for a while. So, I really like their stouts. Yeah, uh, I like their hoppy stuff they've been doing. Yeah, both the uh, black IPAs and the session IPAs. Yeah, uh, is it a hairpin? Is their their standard? Yeah, that's their rye pale. pale yeah, and that one's the really Ojevo. good. I like the hairpin a lot. Yeah. And I'm kind of like you. Yeah, I'm not as big a fan of the uh, of the fruity stuff that they do, because yeah. it's it's all very intense, very present. Um, I saw a couple of cans of the uh, feisty blonde out in your fridge. We may feature that latest episode. Who knows? Yeah. But um, 
Yeah, they, I, they stuff like that. Yeah. Stuff like that is just like it's so complex. Like they have like four different things going on there. Yeah, yeah it's vanilla, like vanilla, and and honey, and honey, and like orange, just nectar. all this other stuff. And I'm just like, dang. Yeah, <laughs> there's the, a lot going on there. The next thing that's going to be in stores from those guys is the hairpin. Sweet. Yeah. Which they yes, they did start canning uh, as of this month. Yep. So it should be in stores in like a week, I think. Awesome. Or a week and a half. Yeah, we're at the homebrew club meeting, uh, capping here this past week and. Macy walked in with a, a big case of the Feisty Blonde. That's why I've got some in there, because I grabbed a couple cans on the way out the door. Oh, nice. So, yeah, that was cool. Well, Chris, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well. <laughs> All right, good. That's about it. I, cool. <laughs> I, you Thank know, you Like I said earlier, I've been working a lot this summer and uh, finally have a couple of days off. So the wife and I are going to go on a little mini vacation. We'll be gone for two or three days and... So just kind of get out of the Metroplex for a couple of days. That'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be my trip to San Antonio this coming week. Yeah, Even though I'll be working. Go to a different Metroplex. Yeah, to work. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But we have a we got a cabin out on a lake somewhere for a couple of days. And uh, actually, this will be kind of cool. I've never rented a boat before. But they have this special that if you do it during the week, it's like $99 for four hours. That's cheap. Which isn't bad. So we're going to we're gonna get a pontoon boat for a couple hours and go out on the lake and that'll be fun well that's cool yeah that'll be fun yeah i'm excited i miss going to the lake and we had to find some place that we could take the dogs yeah because we already pawned the dogs off on the in-laws for a couple of weeks while we did camps this summer but right didn't want to do that again so we're taking them with us cool very cool that'll be fun yeah well like i said i'm going to san antonio next week uh and i'm taking a keg with me (laughs) uh so it'll be cheaper to drink yeah but i will be going to chacho's have you been to Blue Star down there? No. It's a brew pub. You should go. But <laughs> as I, if I have time, I will go. It's um, just outside of downtown. Okay. Um, I'll have to Uber. Yeah. But it's not It's not far. Maybe five minutes. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, but they've got good food and a good selection of beer. I, you know, we haven't been there in a couple years, Travis. We should probably do that again sometime soon. Do you remember going to Chacho's? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. When Part of it. Damien... <laughs> Popped out of the trunk. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right in front of the cops. Yeah, right in front of the cops. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. All right. So let's get on with it. Uh, Eddie couldn't be here today, but he did send along his best wishes. How did I show you a big boy? <laughs> <laughs> I got some baby. Well, thank you to our listeners. Uh, be sure, if, if you haven't done so yet, uh, be sure to click that subscribe button because uh, we could use all the clicks we can get. And we got some interesting things coming. So yes. I'm not going to divulge exactly what that is, but we're going to kind of sp- splinter off of our, our normal routine here a little bit, kind of mix it up and, and give some more beer-specific type information, not style-specific, and so that'll be that'll be fun. Yes, it'll be fanta- fantastic. fantastic. A new unit. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, <laughs> be sure to tell all your friends about us. Uh, I said unit. It's like a pittering unit. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. At 85 IPUs. Exactly. This is an IPU. Did I say IPU? I'm sorry. I said IBU. There we go. International Pittering Unit. There <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we go. Oh, my gosh. All right. So, what are we drinking right now? Uh, this is the Robert Earl Keane Honey Pills uh, by Petternalis Brewing Company. I was at Cool Keg this week, and uh, they had a bunch of Crowlers that they had on sale. Oh. It was two for five bucks, so I uh, picked up one of each. 
There's this Honey Pills and then the, uh, was that Front Porch Brown? Brown. Uh, that one's actually really good. We had, Friday was with me, so we each bought one of each. Uh, so when we were at his house the other night, we had some some of that Front Porch, and that was really good. I hadn't had that one before. Yeah. I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> this one we've had, uh, nice, easy drinking, clean, uh, light. Lots of honey, though. Yeah, so, I was yeah. surprised how much the honey comes through. Yeah. Uh, both in the flavor and, and the aroma. Uh, Pedernalis was a place that I went to a couple weeks ago when I was down in Fredericksburg. Okay, uh, so it's it's a place that I'm recently familiar with, and they've got a series, a Robert Earl Keen series. Right. Um, I don't remember the history on the man himself, but I know it was important to that region, so that's <laughs> why they named a whole series of beer after him. Uh, but they got several different ones, and I've had this one before. We've never featured on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely makes for a good starter for our episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Perfect segue into our summer beers. Yeah, it's pretty clear. Not gonna lie, it's I'd say brilliantly clear. Blind uh, amber a deep cupper. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's a dark golden color. Um, it has a weird aroma to it to me. Like, I'm not sure what it is. Aroma <laughs> is. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's a new one. Is that from outtakes? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Aroma <laughs> is. <laughs> Sorry, it's like walking down Jeez. the hallway or something. Um, I'm not picking up anything weird. I mean, it it, it smells like grainy honey. It it just kind of okay. It, you know what this reminds me of? It rem- I, this is going to sound really weird, but it reminds me of pepper beer. Because it kind of stings, it stings my nostrils when I take a whiff of it. What? Yeah, just a little. Not not as bad as the pepper beer, but I don't get that at all. Sorry. I, I love spice, I love herb, or vegetable. I love to back you up, but I can't. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> back, back, yeah. back it up. I see just a fairly light aroma. Honey yeah. comes through grain. Uh, that's about it. No hops. Uh, what is this supposed to be? A pilsner. Mm. Yeah, it's labeled as a pilsner. It doesn't say what kind. But anyway. It's got some bitterness in the flavor towards the finish. I mean, it's, um, let's see, 17 IBUs is what Untap says. That's actually pretty low. Yeah, that is low. 5% ABV. Hmm. Let's see, what does the, the details say? A light, refreshing lager made with Texas Hill Country honey. The honey provides a bit of sweetness and a pleasant wildflower aroma that bounces the classic German hops and malted barley. So I guess they're going, well, it's a German community. Yeah, that would make sense. Fredericksburg. German pills with honey. I I think it's fantastic. It's a great, light, easy-drinking, sessionable. I could drink this all day. (laughs) Probably go really well with, like, chicken or... Yeah, or, or or barbecue. Something grilled, yeah. 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 Huh. The BBQ. Ooh, that sounds good, barbecue. Okay, I know what I'm doing later. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. I like this a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a very nice. So, poundability? Ten. Yeah, this one's pretty poundable. Yeah. I'd say like nine just because of the residual sweetness. Uh, but it's pretty close. It's good. And the carbonation is low. I don't know if that's because it's on the crowler. But it's not It's not highly carbonated. 
you know, you expect a little bit of a, a good amount of carbonation on a Pilsner. Yeah. Did they can this at Cool Keg? Yeah. Okay. So they have that. They, they They've have got that. that growler filler system. Well, yeah, but I didn't know they could do it in cans now. Yeah. Yeah, they got that growler machine. Uh, Nothing wrong with a little bit of white stuff in my glass. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my God. Where did that come from? Okay, that escalated quickly. <laughs> I was talking about the carbonation, you know, a nice right. white bubbly head on top of the glass. Okay. All right. <clears throat> <laughs> All right, well, let's, uh, let's move on to some more summer beers. All right. Well, today's episode is going to be a little different than uh, some of our uh, normal way we approach things. We don't have a specific style we are attacking today, but uh, we decided since it is the middle of summer and we live uh, in Texas, which is always hot in July, that we would feature beers that you would enjoy drinking in summer. Um, and so we don't have just one specific style, but we're going to have several different ones. And uh, as we drink them, we'll talk about why we think they make a good summer beer, why you might like it. Um, but definitely living in the South, it uh, it behooves you to have a certain style of beer, <laughs> a certain type of beer, uh, to refresh you. And yeah. there are other styles that you probably wouldn't find as enjoyable drinking in July as you would drinking in December. Temptress is a great beer this time of year. <laughs> right. Yeah, so we're going to leave Sawyer's beer for the end of the episode because we know what he brought. <laughs> You're welcome. But first, we're going to talk about uh, one of our old standbys. Actually, the first beer that Travis and I ever had. Yes. Uh, we talked about this last week or a couple weeks ago whenever Sawyer brought the uh, Zima. Yeah, Zima. Yeah, because so the other one. That first time that we went to, you know, a, a party when we were of age, we got a six pack of Zima in case we didn't like the beer, and we got a six pack of beer, and it happened to be this one. This is Sam Adams Summer Ale. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a wheat base, wheat, wheat pale with wheat cool ale. Hip. So see that confuses me. Is it a pale ale with wheat or a wheat wheat? Like I don't. It just says pale wheat ale. Does it? Not on that label. The neck label. Nope. It used to. Yeah, they changed the uh, the labeling for this one. There's not a whole lot of information on there, so I'm going to read what's on Untapped because it's from their website. Lemon wheat ale. Yeah. Uh, it says Samuel Adams Summer Ale is an American wheat ale. There you go. This hazy, golden, unfiltered brew combines crisp wheat, wheat, with the bright citrus of lemon peel and subtle spice of grains of paradise. Parasite seeds. I've been ah, saying ah, stuff ah, about ah. paradise seeds this entire time. <laughs> Here you Can go, Sawyer. Use paradise seeds in this beer. Oh, that's an yeah. old one. Yes. One of the oldest. <laughs> so yes, you can use paradise seeds in this beer. Yay! Here it talks about grains of paradise. This rare African pepper, mm. closely related to card- cardamom, cardamom, was first used as a brewing spice in the 13th century and adds just the right peppery kick. All of these flavors come <laughs> together to create a thirst-quenching and utterly refreshing brew, perfect for those warm summer days. Mm, salt, lime, onion powder, celery powder. No, clam- no, no. None of those things. Those. But it does have pepper. Well, Grains of Paradise is yeah. a African pepper. See, I remember that day that when we went to the grocery store to pick out our beer, we, of course, we knew about Bud Light and Miller Light and Coors right. Light because seen commercials and stuff. 
But then we started like actually reading the labels and seeing what the descriptions were, and we came across a Sam Summer, and it had things like orange zest, citrus zest, and lemon wheat and lemon. Yeah. We're like, oh, okay, that sounds yeah. pretty good. Uh, I bet we could do that. And so when we tried it, we're like, oh, this is so good, and it's been like, you know, <laughs> our standby summer, summer beer stable, ever yeah. since. So I don't think there's been a summer that's gone by since then that I haven't had one. Yeah, at least one. <clears throat> Uh, all right, so very, very hazy. Oh, yeah. Mine's uh, like golden murky. color. Yeah. Yellowish. Nice white, foamy head. Definitely smell like lemongrass, some citrus, orange peel mm-hmm. kind of thing, but it's not over the top. When I say orange peel, I'm not talking like um, my mind just went blank. Whit beer? Yeah, but I'm thinking specifically Blue Moon, Shock Top. Those are like overly orange. Mm. This is a lot more subtle than that. Yeah, it's a soft aroma. I'd say almost floral uh, in in some ways. I don't want to say soapy because I don't think that. No. But it's it's like a soft, a soft aroma like you would get from a soap or detergent. The uh, fruit comes through. There is a bitterness on the finish. Yeah, a little bit. Maybe that's where the peel part comes in. It kind of reminds me of a pale ale. I wouldn't say that bitter. Well, I mean, it's on its way. Maybe that's why the Untapped calls it a pale wheat. Probably. Because you can have a pale ale with wheat and have a pale wheat. Yeah, well, I think it is a pale wheat. <laughs> cool wheat? Yes, exactly. Um, Good fruit on yeah. the aroma. I mean, flavor. Lemon... Lemon squeeze, but it's not tart like a lemon. Yeah, that's why I'm I'm kind of gravitating more towards lemongrass because you do get that herbal note, mm-hmm. um, yes. slight bitterness like you yeah. would from like a, a lemongrass hop. Yeah. I can't think of the specific strain. No, oh, I don't know. They got so many of them now. Yeah, it's good though. Very light, very refreshing. Yeah. Carb- the carbonation is it's a little thick. Is a little on the higher side, but that's good. Uh, kind of keeps it light, keeps it fresh i kind of disagree i think it would make it harder for me to drink well if it's over the top definitely but um i wouldn't say like really effervescent but uh just a a medium high yeah. carbonation level helps keep things crisp and light well sure but i think for this beer it's a little much hmm. Hmm. i'd say it's spot on just my opinion spotting on American, not German. Yeah, on my uh, shower beer scale, I'd give this one about an eight. <laughs> Are we going to change our poundability to shower beer scale for today? I don't care. <clears throat> yeah, this is uh, this is this makes a good summer beer. Yeah, it's really uh, really light, really opinion. refreshing. Not over the top flavor wise. Um, very clean. Yeah, clean lager at least. It's not a lager. Um, I don't know. I'd, I'd give this poundability like a eight. I'm gonna pound the crap out of it. Eight. Yeah. I'm gonna. Go I'm gonna. I'm gonna say a seven. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna seven. Just because the carbonation. Yeah. Just because the carbonation. Yeah. Mm. Such a good beer. It is a good beer. And very widely distributed. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's if not you're so, listening to this podcast, you can probably find it. It's not so micro anymore. No. 
Yep. It's good. This is a there's a reason why we started with this one yeah. for our summer beer. If if Lead if we had a litmus, it would be this. I think. Yeah. This is kind of the the golden standard as far as summer beer goes for me. So I'll have to see how everything lives up to it. Maybe we should have finished with this one. <laughs> everything after this just be like, eh. <laughs> Not necessarily. Yeah, I know. Anyway. I mean, Temptress, you know. Oh, jeez. Yeah, we do have that to look forward to. <laughs> and, and, and I, I Is it Mole Temptress? Well, no. I also have a surprise beer. <laughs> Thank you for that. 1050. Oh, better. <laughs> I'm kidding. Really? I didn't bring that. <laughs> have we even had 1050 on the podcast? Yeah. Imperial uh, Stout. That was a long time ago. Yeah. I guess City. when you've done 101 episodes, you don't run Yeah, Frado was on the show, and we talked about how he shotgunned one of those. That's right. And got it all over his kitchen ceiling. <laughs> Gosh. And he had to repaint. <laughs> that stuff stained. Yeah. All right, well, let's uh, move on. In other news, we have uh, <laughs> an opening for an unpaid intern to come and research all these things that we've forgotten now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you want to do that, there's no pay, but um, you get beer. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) All right, what's next? We're going to move on to uh, yet another very large craft brewery um, that has been around for a long time. And, uh, well, now that I say that, I need to pause because the term craft has become quite uh, explosive recently. Explosion. Yes, with... uh, with the rise in former craft breweries that have been purchased by large conglomerates, such as uh, the Anheuser Busch's, um, there's more than it? one. Yeah, it's they got the high end. That's their branch of um, craft takeovers, and then Miller Coors has one too, which is something along the lines of that. But um, Sierra Nevada, I think there's. Still, craft. They're not owned by the man. No, uh, I'm gonna have to look this up in, in the break. But I know that there was a bunch of the large ones that got together and formed like a a super large conglomerate. I don't think Sierra Nevada is a part of that. I don't know Red Hook was, and some other ones like that. But anyways, it uh, Sierra Nevada has also been around for decades, and. Uh, so we're going to feature them next, and this is the Sierra Nevada Summerfest Crisp Lager 2017 edition, so we know it's fresh. It didn't come from Total Wine. I have a question. Total Wine strikes again. Um, is it as cold as the Rockies? I don't believe so. Oh. But it does say Summerfest is a Czech-style lager featuring a slight malt sweetness, a spicy hot flavor, and the crisp finish you want on a warm summer day. Packaged on April 3rd of this year. There's something in a warm summer day that calls out for a cold glass of great beer. And this classic Czech-style lager is sure to fit the bill. Crisp, golden, and refreshing. Summerfest is the perfect choice for soaking up the sunshine. And they have two locations. That's right. They have one in Chico, California. And they also have another branch on Mills River, North Carolina. Don't know where this one came from. One of those. Okay, I, I have something special for this moment. Jeez. <laughs> I 
What is that? Well, you remember the the Gregorian chant stuff from college? Yeah. Yeah. Summer. No. Summer is a coolman in. Oh. Yeah. But I thought that would sing the words, but it didn't. Yeah. If I had the words, then I would have recognized it. Summer's a coming in. Summer's a coming in. Anyway, moving on to the beer. <laughs> nice try, Eddie. Yeah. My name's uh, not Eddie. Brilliantly clear. Uh, Believe it or not, for getting the bottom, mine's clear too. Light yellow. Gold and yeah, light gold. Good white head on it. Aroma's very floral. Yeah, like flowers in a nice garden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, already noticeable difference from the, uh, what was it, the Honey Pills, which was a German style pilsner and this one's the czech style pilsner so automatically the aroma you notice it is more floral rather than spicy even though they mention spicy hops in their description yeah they do funny i am erect but it's like really floral i would say like a strong potpourri Mm -hmm. great poupon which i guess potpourri in a sense is spice however when you taste it I'll hold back my comment for a second. Still, the floral note is, is strong, but I'm getting something else. Butter? No. DMS? No. Oh. <laughs> uh, See, I get a very, very grainy flavor. Mm. Um, bitterness, bitterness comes through on this one also. Uh, not we as have, much. We have a drop for this. It tastes like Hackershore? No. Oh. Uh, well, I, you know, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was awesome. Uh, I guess it wasn't that one. No. <laughs> Not that one. That one's new, too. That's awesome. No, this one uh, reminds me of Grandma's Bathroom. Oh. Uh, I'm getting a lot of decorative soap. Uh Maybe this reminds me of like grandma's bathroom. Hmm. Not in the not in the aroma, but the flavor. I'm I'm getting a definite soapy tinge. Yeah, I could say that. It wouldn't have been the first thing that came to my mind. I picked it up right away. I don't know why. It's like the the floral notes are just a little over the top. I would expect expect a a check pills to be well both pills they're lagers i'd expect them to be a little bit cleaner yeah uh it doesn't have as clean of a finish as uh what other examples that we've had before have had but um it, it does still have a nice yeah i mean it's crisp for sure yeah um carbonation level's good this would not be my first choice. Out of the three that we've had so far. Yeah. Yeah. It would definitely be the Sam. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it's, it's going to be hard to beat that one, so we'll just have to see. Yeah, maybe the fancy lawnmower has something for it. Oh, wait, we don't have that one. Just kidding. Actually, I thought about picking that one up. 
Well, I almost did, but we've, that's, we've had it on the show. Yeah, before. we have. It's a good beer, though. And you know, what else do you think about summer than lowing, lowing, mowing the lawn? I think about sleeping on on my couch. <laughs> yeah, because I don't get to do it. Anyway, anything else on this one? I mean, it's good. That's what she said. But it wouldn't be my first choice. That's all I have to say about okay. it. Well, so what's your poundability on it then? My poundability. Uh, my poundability rating. <laughs> I'm going to say that it is a eight. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. We, sure. With that, with the the potpourri, you know, grandma's bathroom stuff. I. It's still light and still yeah. poundable. See, all those are still really, if they're there, they're really subtle in my opinion. I agree. Because um, there, there's definitely been beers that I've said, like the one that I had the drop for, obviously, that there's ones that have come across as grandma's bathroom. Um, namely, they would be more of the autumn spice beers. But mm-hmm. this one, I'm not going to say grandma's bathroom. I, I do agree it has like a little bit of a soapy quality to it as far as, you know, mouthfeel. Maybe a little bit of flavor, but other than that, I'm able to look past that. So I'm going to say this is a seven. I guess I'm really sensitive to it today because I can't. You I must can't be. get past. I can't get past it. It's just right there in the front. Hmm. Um, every I've, you know, I've drank like half of my pour already, and I'm trying to trying to get past it, thinking if I drink more of it, maybe it'll go away. It's not. So I'm going to say like five. On this one, that's pretty low. I like Play-Doh. Yeah, I just I don't know. Maybe I'm just really sensitive to that. I I don't know, but for me, it's just like I I put potpourri in my mouth and then take a bite out of soap. That's what it tastes like to me. It just got launched into my throat, and then boom, there it was gone. <laughs> wow! I need to stop talking. <laughs> No, please, please keep talking. <laughs> well, right. let's get fruity. Yep, let's move uh, on to the next one. Oh, dog. no. <laughs> well, okay. I'm glad that you all asked what was next because this this one's awesome, in my opinion. I drank it. I drank two of these yesterday at No Frills. <laughs> uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then I switched to Kerr's original. So, yeah. All right. So, next up is the... Uh, we're gonna go local. This is the Martin House True Love, um, uh, brewed that in that there uh, Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, <laughs> it's a uh, raspberry sour ale, and it rings in at a. They really need to fix the font on this. Uh, Five point two <laughs> ABV, uh, and uh, oh, I just spilled some on myself. Uh, there's nothing on the can really about it, so. Two dollars are on my pants. <laughs> yeah. There what color be. is the can there? Sorry. Oh, it's pink and <laughs> it's got a lot of blue. Lots of different shades of blue. It's, it's Oh my gosh, it's pink. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So he set me up for that one. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh hazy. Kind of a peachish, orangish, pinkish color. Yeah. Peach is a good description for that. That's strange. Yeah. I remember having this at the brewery. It was really yeah, good. It was really good. Um, white me. head with a a slightly peach tinge. 
<laughs> oh, I can smell the sourness. Yeah, that comes through yeah, immediately. It's delicious. Now, would you say uh, Brett or Lacto? Lacto. Yeah, because it's more yeah. of like a, a dirty sour. Yeah, the bread gives it. Okay, you know how you have like like matte finish paint. Like you you can you can paint a car with a matte color. Mm-hmm. You know that, that's kind of what Brett is to me, but in aroma. You know what I mean? Interesting. What? That's kind of how I see it <laughs> or smell it rather. Okay. I don't know. Does Matt know this about one's this? like? <laughs> this is more of a glossy finish. <laughs> yeah, this one's more. No, yeah, okay, more. Yeah, more of a glossy word. <laughs> Glass, glassy, or glassy. Now, other than sourness, do you smell the? Was it raspberry? If it is, is raspberry, raspberry then sour, a little bit. Yes. Yeah, it's raspberry. Yeah, yeah, yeah a little bit. Yeah, I can smell. I can smell the fruit for sure. You, you can smell the fruit. Oh, okay. You had a little bit of a pause in between. You said I can smell. No, I said I can smell the fruit for sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> can you Listen smell? back. You'll you'll hear. It. <laughs> What My mouth is watering like? just thinking about this beer. Kind of like when everything about Warheads. Yeah. It's like putting the whole bag of Warheads in your mouth. <laughs> you play Chubby yes. Bunny with those. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you imagine just the burn? You remember Eddie playing Chubby Bunny with the, the Cheeto poofs? <laughs> <laughs> he was yes, going was for fun. a good five minutes. That was pretty funny. Chubby Bunny. Chubby Bunny. The cheese poofs just dissolve in your mouth anyway. I know, but it's funny. All right, so back to the beer. I'm going to drink it so my mouth stops watering. Way to go, Eddie. Oh, my gosh. Tasty. So good. This is a great summertime beer. Yes and no. Okay, let me, let me, let me rephrase. Hang on. <laughs> okay. All right. I didn't say a word. Okay. So. My wh- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Let me let me say it this way. It's a great summertime beer when you're just sitting in the shade next to a fan. <laughs> what? Because that's what I did yesterday at No Frills. Oh, okay. No, I, I, I agree. It's it's a good summertime beer. However, Uh-oh. the the refreshing scale, I think, would be lower than something like the Pilsner or, you know, a wheat or something. However, I do think the crispness of it and you know the the different flavor profile is is great. I love this beer. It's fantastic. Yeah. I don't think I could probably have more than like one or two of them. No, I'm with you there. That's why I switched to Coors original yesterday. <laughs> well, because you know, you're thinking about a nice refreshing beer. It's like something sessionable that you can just sit and, you know, yeah. have several like if you're on a boat, for instance, you just sit there and have a bunch of them, and I'm on a boat. something sessionable. This this is not that. I'm not saying ABV wise, but just flavor profile. It's very strong. Yeah, I disagree. There's nothing more refreshing than a nice tall pitcher of lemonade on a hot day, and this is like raspberry lemonade. It's eh, fruity, it's but sour. I agree with that at the same time. I, I do agree, but Slightly I think acidic. the sourness of this is much more than you would get out of a pitcher of lemonade. Okay, no, I disagree with that because I mean, fresh squeezed lemonade. The sourness in lemonade is controllable. Uh, yeah, usually people put a bunch of sugar in it to even it out. True, uh, that is true. True, yes, but so what I'm saying this is this is like the lemonade without the sugar. This is not overly sour <laughs> though. 
it's 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 I mean, up it's there. Sour, it's sour, but it's not Tongue over tingle. It's yeah. not there. It's not overly sour. This is not like drinking. Um, I could probably name on on one hand the number of beers that are significantly more sour than this. This isn't. It, this isn't like drinking the Frambois. Well, Frambois is not. It's a lambic. I know. Yeah, but, but it's still. I'm, I'm talking about like something. Um, this is the Deep Ellum no. IPA. <laughs> <laughs> like a true. Sour, like a, a a Flemish red or something. Yeah, not, not like the Monk's Cafe. What's the oh, Jakobins? Yeah, that is a extremely sour sour beer. This one is up there, but not quite there. I I think it's a lot more than what you would get out of a lemonade. Honestly, I think this is nicely balanced for summer. I like this a lot. Uh, oh, I love it. No, 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 I know. But I, I'm just saying, like, I, I think that it's not, like I said, it's not overly sour to me, you know, so I can drink this really easily in the summertime. Now, granted, yes, you're right. I couldn't have more than two or three just because I would get sick of the flavor, you know, so I'd want something a little different. But I don't think I'd ever get sick of the flavor. I just, my tongue would need a break. Well, that's what I was, <laughs> that's what I was insinuating. Well, I, mean, I mean, like tartness. Yeah. Like the. The side of the cheeks, like you know. At meeting on Tuesday, we had an interesting conversation with Stubby there towards the end when he was talking about craft beer and the industry, home brewing, all the stuff. And one of the things that came up was trends that um, five years ago the big trend was IPAs. Yeah. You know how how high can you make it? How hoppy can you make it? How bitter can you make it? You know the, the IBU level just keeps rising and rising. And then uh, today he was. In today's market, he was saying that the sour beer uh, has kind of eclipsed that as the newest trend. Yeah. Um, but he also sees that as a trend that it's going to fall off at some point. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's interesting to think about. I mean, I I, I grew up really liking warheads. You know, the sour gummy worms. I, I oh, just sure, I yeah. love sour sour things however it took me a long time to actually get into sour beer like the first couple of times that we had a sour we're like oh my god this is disgusting but now i can't get enough of them like i want to try them all um i think they're great refreshing maybe i think it you, you get a point of diminishing returns on this if it's okay. 100 degrees outside i don't want to sour if it's like you know 90s Sour would probably be good. But if I'm pushing like 105, 110 degrees, probably not a sour. Mm, but a good Berliner, which is still a sour. But see, that's tart. It's not this level sourness. I'm talking about like this level. Okay. A Berliner or a Goza would be fantastic. Um, a Pilsner, a good IPA or a Pale Ale would be very refreshing. I think this level of sourness might be a little over the top for me. Speaking of Goza, I heard, I don't know if this is true, but I heard that they recalled the Imperial Salty Lady. Yes. Because they were exploding. Yes. <laughs> Retro. Yeah. I didn't get to try one. No. I'm sure they still have Explosion. it. Explosion. I'm sure they still have it at the brewery. The cans were just swelling and popping. Savor the moment as the raging hop character engages the Imperial. Explosion. Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay, so then. Anyway, I didn't mean the for this to be polarizing. Yeah. I just, I, there's a fine line between mm. refreshing and sessionable 
and something that's overly sour. Yeah. All right. So, what's your poundability? Um, four. I'm going to say five, right down the middle. Just because it's a sour. I have yet to find a sour that's truly poundable. They're not meant to be poundable. Mm-mm. Now, if I would if I would rate this on an uh, uh, an enjoyment scale, I would say ten. I'm going to say five for poundability. This is yeah. a sipping beer. It really kind of is. <laughs> I got a one good gulp in here. Let's see. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I love it. Just not. Yeah. Very tasty. Yeah. It's great beer. Don't think I could pound it. I don't think they intended for you to. No. <laughs> Nine. Wow. Twoa. <laughs> All right, let's follow you. Follow Let's move on. Yep. All right. Well, we're going to stay in Fort Worth. Okay. <laughs> Go down the street a little bit to Rar and Sons. All right. This is the summertime wheat. It's our Hefeweizen. Hefe. Hefeweizen. He sounded like fake Jerry. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Hefeweizen, 5.5% ABV. Uh, see, on the can it says, Summertime wheat, Hefeweizen, refreshing, unfiltered, notes of clove, banana, malted wheat, light body, full flavor, a Bavarian-style classic. Prost, y'all. Colors of can, Sawyer. It is black with white it's lettering yellow. and uh, gold shiny stuff. There you go. Very hazy, orange, cloudy. Yep. Obviously unfiltered. Yep. Obviously. And a wheat. So both of those Meant things. Meant to be cloudy. I had a I had a bit of a white head whenever I poured it, but it fell off pretty quickly. Yeah, it did dissipate pretty quick. Oh, okay. So yeast character is the first thing I get whenever I oh, smell yeah. uh, the aroma. Let me take a dang, a dang whiffer. A heifer. Oh, yeast. This smells like uh smells Belgian. What? No. You're a retardant. <laughs> but, but but it's but, a half of Ison. Okay, well then it's the bananas that's throwing me off. Yeah. That's that's what it is. It's straight up banana. Yeah. And, and hallmark clove. of German yeah. half of Ison. It's yeast. exactly what it's supposed to be. It's just really strong. <laughs> There's a lot of Hefeweizens that I've had that have not been that strong banana. Yeah. It's not out of style. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's right. That's what it's supposed to be. I just, I wasn't expecting to be hit in the face with banana. How about, uh, like, clove? Are you getting any uh, yeast phenol? In the aroma? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit. I think I do, too. Yeah. Kind of balances the sweetness of the, uh, the yeast esters that you get. Mm-hmm. with the phenols both of those are two style yeah I, i've had this many times before and i don't think it's ever been this potent which that's cool yeah i i don't remember Ooh. smelling this the last time either the uh, almost a touch of bubble gum too yeah just maybe a hint like it's barely detectable can i just but i do pick it up yeah i, I have something i need to say i don't like this 
What? I don't like it. Why? Did you taste it? Yeah. Okay. I don't like it. Oh! What do you taste? It it's too much banana, in my opinion, and uh, I don't know. It doesn't taste right. It doesn't taste like it doesn't taste the same as the last time I've had this. You know what I mean? Hmm. I wonder if they changed something. The um, the sticker from Total Wine that's on here says Decker. July thirteenth, twenty seventeen. So it's fresh. Yeah, it's fresh. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The taste is awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. It's actually I I do like it a lot. However, I wish the banana was slightly dialed back. I wish it was way dialed back. I wouldn't say way. I would want just a hint of it. No, that's the hallmark of a hefeweizen. Nah. Banana and clove. Uh, I wish the banana was dropped back a little bit, so I don't want to say more clove, but maybe the clove is more perceptible and it will be more balanced. It's Clint's fault. <laughs> Yeah, welcome to RAR, Clint. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's good. I just, I wish it was more balanced. See, the thing that I, I'm fine with the flavor. I just wish it had a little more carbonation. Is yours not very carbonated? Well, yours is not either. Well, I pick it up in the mouthfeel. I just it's, don't see in it. In the appearance, you're supposed to have, even in the guidelines, it talks about a, mm-hmm. a frothy, tall, white headstand that, that lasts. lasts. Yeah, it, dis- it did dissipate pretty quickly. I will say that I could have just it could have just been that I was just insanely drunk at Iron Mash and that's why I don't really remember it this way. Because <laughs> I was insanely drunk at Iron Mash, or it could be you weren't the could only be different. one. I know. Listen back to our Iron Mash episodes if you uh, have not heard those before. Well, here's a yeah. Underneath it says parrots just don't understand. Huh? Eleven six seventeen. I guess that's Best Buy date. One one six one seven. Unless it's a batch number that just happens to end in seventeen. I you don't say know. Parents or parrots? Parrots, like birds. Parrots just oh, don't not understand. Like when I was talking to my dad about Bush, <laughs> oh, is that was different. Like the president's pa- parents Bush? just don't understand about Bush. The president's Bush? I don't know. You said it. Or the parrots Bush? We were talking about Bush beer. Anyway, um, thank you for that. Yeah. So this. I don't know. I'm kind of on the fits about it. I do like it. I think it's refreshing. The mouth feel is a little fuller than what I expected. Okay. If that makes sense. Like, it's it's sweet. Like, maybe it didn't finish. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's... Uh, it does seem a little different than the last time I've had it. Albeit those are minute differences, but it's still... Noticeable yeah. perceptions changes, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe it's too fresh. <laughs> I don't know. Total wine strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I it is a little sweet to me. And maybe I'm picking that up as banana. I think you are. I all I get is banana. Like I really Well, I mean I, I get a lot of banana too, naturally, but I'm talking about the residual sweetness. Because the mouth feels a little fuller than what I would expect, and and it's it's sweet. I wouldn't say overly sweet, but it's still got a, a good amount of sweetness there hmm. that may, might be coming through as a stronger banana flavor. I don't know. And you said it was canned in July? 
or it was labeled in July. No, the the sticker from Total Wine says July thirteenth. So okay. maybe that's when they printed the label. Hmm. So it's it was only on the shelf for a week and a half. Yeah. Uh, but they force carb before it leaves the brewery, so it should be should actually been carved in three days. <clears throat> Dang. So yeah, they must have just because I bought it uh, the fifteenth. So it'd been on the shelf for two days when I bought it. Now that's fresh, freaking fresh. So I don't know. Maybe that's something to do with it. No idea. Five palatability rating. <laughs> Six. That high for not liking it? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I, I can pound it up to a six. You just don't want to. But I don't want to. <laughs> and, as we have stated numerous times in this podcast, the poundability rating does not reflect on how well or how diswell you like it. <laughs> Thank you. What? Well or diswell? Exactly. You can't just make up words. Sure you can. Where's the bottle? You do it all the time. <laughs> I go with a six. I Yeah. All right, don't say six. Okay, I go with a seven. It's poundable. Oh, no, I wasn't saying you. You're talking to me. I haven't picked a number yet. Okay, so if you're going to stay to seven, then I'll I'll say six. Six, seven, six. Yeah. I mean, it's overly sweet to me, and and I I like it. Just anyway. All right, let's move on. Yeah, so I'm glad you asked again, um, (laughs) because next up is the uh, St. Arnold... Summer pails. <laughs> um, Should have had that on the 100 year old episode. All the pills. <laughs> oh, jeez. All the pills in this episode. I'm not a pill popper. Anyway. Anyways, yeah. Uh, it rings in at 4.9 AVB. And. Uh, ABV. Oh, this no, rings in at a hardcore 4% ABV. Hardcore. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Uh, as Bishop of Metz, St. Arnold spent his life warning of the dangers of drinking water and extolling the virtues of beer. During his funeral, his pallbearers stopped to quench their thirst, but they only had one mug to share among them. Then a miracle happened. The mug never ran dry, and all mourners were satisfied. That's what it says. Okay. She's got huge mugs. I'd be satisfied too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's it's like a tie dye rainbow colored label with Saint Arnold on the front with an ice chest full of Saint Arnold beer, and uh, it even says award winning summer pills, crisp and refreshing. Does it not list the awards on the? No. Okay, because I guess Wait. the the untapped uh, description is a lot more detailed than what's on the label. Uh, it says, a, a true bohemian-style pilsner, crisp and refreshing. This beer is perfect for a hot summer day. St. Arnold Summer Pills has a delicate, sweet malt taste, complemented by an abundant hop aroma and flavor. This beer is brewed with fine German malt and a copious quantity of noble hops uh, imported from the Czech Republic. St. Arnold Summer Pills is best consumed at 36 degrees Fahrenheit. Awards. Silver Medal, GABF, Munich-style Hellas, 2014. Silver silver medal GABF Munich Style Hellas 2013. Gold medal GABF. I'm sorry, a what? <laughs> gold medal. It sounded like you said middle. I probably did. Um, gold medal GABF 
Munchener style Hellers. Where's the bottle? <laughs> Hellas. <sighs> Brutus Munchen. <laughs> 2009 Brutus silver Munchen. metal GABF Munchener style Hellas. <laughs> Munich. Two th- no, I'm reading it like it says Munchener. Bruden Munchen. Yes. <laughs> Wait, where are you seeing this? On the details for Untapped. Uh, 2008 silver metal GABF Munchener style Hellas. 2005 what? silver metal GABF <laughs> Munchener style Hellas. 2003 gold medal Colorado State Fair <laughs> Pilsner. Uh, 1997. It's actually Munchener. No, the the Uma over the U is Munchen. Bruden Munchen. Munchener. Munchen. Munchener. Or Munich. What? Bless you. Bless you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, lots of awards on this one um, across several different styles. St. Yeah. Arnold is one of the oldest operating or continually operating craft breweries in Texas. Brought to you from Houston, yeah. Texas. Although there is one that has just reopened that was would have been older, Cellus. Oh. Cellus Brewing reopened, I believe, in Austin. And like they're one that predates all of the current ones, but they closed down for a long time. Now they're back open. Oh, yeah, Cellus. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Dennis was telling me about that one. Um, yeah, so this has several awards, numerous awards across several different styles. Munich Hellas, Munchener uh, style Hellas, and Pilsner at the Colorado State Fair. <laughs> where was it brewed again? I'm sorry. München. Actually, it's brewed in Houston, Texas. Oh, I'm sorry. Where, where did it win a medal? GABF. No, and? Colorado State and? Fair. What? It starts with an M, right? Well, yeah, you said where. Yeah, we, where did it win its award? GABF and what? Colorado State Fair. Yeah, but, but the one, no, there was another one. What are we talking about today, Sawyer? The, the I'm not really sure. sure. <laughs> no. All right, so let's talk about the beer. I'm not sure. Right. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> uh, it is brilliantly clear. Brilliant! Uh, yellow. Light yellow. Not quite straw. I'd say it looks like a pills. It looks like Kerr's Light. No, it looks like a pills. It Coors looks Light's like a little bit lighter than that. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's no. Coors Light's essentially water. The, the <laughs> window window appearance is different from the lamp it appearance. Is, yeah. yeah, it looks more like Coors Light in the window. Well, actually, I'm sorry. Coors Original. Aroma, I'm definitely getting the floral, um, noble hop character. Yeah, it doesn't smell like Hackershore. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. It doesn't because it's not. Yeah, there's really no fruit esters in the aroma uh it's very straightforward pilsner grain and it does kind of remind me of hackershore though because of the grainy notes yeah birdie notes yeah a little sweet too i miss hackershore i would say okay so when you go to um oktoberfest like the one we went to in addison they had two Polliner beers. One of them. By the way, uh, me and Eddie went to Edelweiss this week. Fantastic. The accordion guy was there. He played your that burp song. <laughs> Did you tell him about it? No, I didn't. Oh. Um, but food was great. I had a full liter stein of uh, Oktoberfest beers. They had Oktoberfest beer there? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It 
It was fantastic. I have to go. I wanted all y'all to go with me that that time, but y'all didn't. I had a gig. Yeah, whatever. You could still. No, not really. Anyway, um, so the Polliner, they have two. They've got the Oktoberfest, and I guess it's the Fest beer. I don't know if they have a Fest beer. I don't remember. What was the other Polliner that they had on tap? Um, Doppelbach. No. It was yep. a light and a dark. Doppelbach. Right. Hefeweizen. Was it? Or no. Are you talking about the Addison Oktoberfest? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I like talking about Edelweiss. Sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, I had the, uh, the Polliner, the premium lager. That's what this tastes like and smells like to me. Okay. So I, I get where Sawyer's coming from with the uh, the Hacker Shore. Yes, because I do agree. get I do get the grainy notes for sure. <laughs> or was it Spotten? No, it was Polliner. Spotten. That whole that whole Oktoberfest is sponsored by Polliner, hmm. which is also now Hacker Shore. Just not gonna give up on you. <laughs> nope, never will. Hackershore is the bomb.com. Anyway, so this tastes a lot like Hackershore. And oh yes. my god, this smells like Hackershore. It's hard to get it down. Oh! Uh. Anyway, so <laughs> I, I get a lot of the grainy notes, floral, noble yes. hops. Yes. It's very crisp, very clean. I can see why this cleaned up in all these awards. Yeah, it's really good. It is right down the guidelines uh, as far as all the categories. Yeah, this is a uh, very straightforward. Did uh did St. Arnold sell to the man as well? Or is that just Carbog down there? Nope. <clears throat> okay. As far as Texas breweries that have sold out, that's Revolver and Carbock. I don't think St. Arnold will ever have to. No. They're pretty big. They are. It's huge. Yeah. It's tremendous. Um and fantastic. I'm gonna go out on a it limb. It was huge. They had the best beers. I'm gonna go out on a limb here. And say that this is more refreshing than the same Adams. Ooh, what say you, Travis? Just the crispness level of it. It's very clean. It's light. I agree. When I think pills, this is what I think. This flavor profile right here. Mm-hmm. I agree, and uh, here's why. Whenever you are parched and you're hot and all you want is just something to quench your thirst... A lot of times you don't want a whole bunch of nonsense. You just want something straightforward, something to drink, and then be done with it. So when you no, have there's always water, but that's boring. So that when you have a beer that is right down the middle of the guidelines of a just nice, easy, crisp pilsner, I think that's going to win out. That's why yep. people still love you know, Bud Coors and Miller because it's straightforward. It's no well, nonsense. It's not technically a pilsner. It's an American Pilsner. But it says Pilsner in the label. <laughs> I can read it. Um, it's been triple hops brewed. <laughs> uh, because good beer takes time. Yeah, this is this is a great summer beer yeah. because of that. It's, it's fantastic. Just, it's, it's there. It's straightforward. It's well made. I have an announcement. You don't like this one either? I like this beer. It's yellow. <laughs> yes. If I could, if I could brew a beer like this, like come up with a recipe. Of course, lagers always are a huge strain on a home brewer's resources, unless you have this huge chest freezer that you can, you know, lager a, in. A dedicated lagering. Yeah, yeah. Which it'd be nice to have that at some point, but the equipment that I have right now, a lager takes time, obviously, and 
I don't have a lot of space for extra stuff. So as much as I really like my American adjunct light logger that I have out there right now, probably not going to brew it again because time or effort and time for product, not worth it for me. However, something like this, if I could get a recipe that's like this that I like, I could see this as having a dedicated tap spot. Sure. I mean, this this would be good year-round. Your house beer. Yeah, not just summer, but it'd be good year-round. Always tap number one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll look into that. I've been wanting to do more sessionable beers. Kind of like, that was the other thing that Stubby was talking about at, that, at the Homebrew Club meeting. You know, everyone goes through their phase of they want like super, you know, hophead, bitter beers. Then they go through the sour stage. Then they go through like, I really want like a really meaty, thick stout or something. Roasty. Yeah. I'm at the point now where I, I like session beers. So probably see more of those coming out of my tap system. Yeah, the maybe the time of the high alcohol beers are starting to wane. Well, there's a time and a place. You know. Yeah, like my wedding. <laughs> Which is coming up very soon. Yeah. Uh, Sooner than you think. I'm, I'm going to brew my Imperial Blonde, and I'm not going to do it all green. You need to extract? I'm going to do it extract. Just and, so you can get the full... And added jet, sugar. The yes. full brunt of it, like yep. you did. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all That's right. how I'm going to do it. That's how I know how to do it. I got well, lucky that one time, though. I mean, come on. So what's your poundability rating on this one, huh? <laughs> oh, okay. An OG of 1,100. <laughs> yeah. I don't know That's your poundability on this one, 1,100? <laughs> yes. My, woo. Actually, this beer probably does go to 11. It goes yeah. to 11. This is an easy 10 for poundability. Yeah. Crack one open, you could drain it in a matter of moments. Yeah. That sounds weird. All right. Great beer. Not Thanks for bringing it, Sawyer. I just got launched You are very throat. welcome <laughs> with Cool Hip. All right. Uh, next one. All right, so our last scheduled beer. What does that mean? We have a surprise beer. Yeah, Temptress and Tim Fitty. No. Um, Mixed together. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe like Sinmint and Tim Fitty. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, old Sinmint, not not the new one. Uh, either one for me. Yeah. Anyway, um, so uh, next up it's we black. have Goose Island Summertime Kolsch. Uh, it says light fruity aroma, bright and crisp finish. Twelve ounces, five point one percent ABV, German style Kolsch ale, twenty IBUs. This is a Kolsch. Yes. Okay. So so far we've had uh, Pilsners, we've had a German Pils, Czech Pils, we've had an American wheat. Uh, we've had two American wheats. Uh, Sour. <laughs> We've had a sour. Can I get a check one, two, check one, two? And then we have our surprise beer at the end. That's another style. So I've tried to spread it out a little bit. Um, Like I told you guys off off the mic, um, I thought about getting the Brooklyn Summer because I've had that one before. I actually had it up in New York when we were there two years ago for vacation. It was really good. But I saw that everybody had had it, so I didn't get that one. I've had that? I think we've had it at a. It was either a podcast or a brew day. I don't remember. Probably a brew day. Maybe you didn't have it. I don't remember. Anyway, so I saw this one. I hadn't had it yet. 
the last time Travis had it was in 2013. So I thought it would be a good a good choice, something a little bit different. Nobody had picked up a Kolsch. I've never had it. Okay, well, there you go. Oh, by the way, I was supposed to say this a long time ago, uh, but I looked up Sierra Nevada in the break. Uh, <laughs> oh, that, yeah. Ago. It's been a minute. And, yes, they are still <laughs> independently owned. What I was thinking of was something called the Craft Brew Alliance, which is uh, a combination of Red Hook, Widmer, Kona, Omission, and Square Mile Cider. Uh, they all got together, formed a big conglomerate, and then that conglomerate was also a uh, 32.2% of that was bought by Anheuser-Busch. So there's been some conversation about whether those guys Bush still- bought part of a conglomerate? Yeah. <laughs> Sample, didn't you say that Kona was going through some kind of legal battle recently about uh, them not actually brewing their beer in Hawaii? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Did you have something else? <laughs> No, I just find it interesting that someone oh, okay. would actually buy them when they're going through a, or buy part of them when they're going through a legal. Well, battle. you know, they're conglomerates, only a portion of that, but well, still. Anyway, yeah, somebody had sued them for what? They have the the Hawaiian pale or something. And yeah, somebody sued them because it wasn't actually made in Hawaii. I don't know. Anyway, interesting. Um, that's like somebody suing Goose Island for calling this a colch when it's not brewed in Colm. So. But anyways, I I gave that tease a long time ago, and I needed to give the payoff. Okay. Sorry, it was like hours later. It's not tidbit news? No. <laughs> Nips. <laughs> anyway, all right, so this is... <laughs> Nips. Um, <laughs> a tidbit. I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> you don't listen to Kid Craddock? No, I listen to 1310 and 96.7 oh, right. FM, right. the ticket. The ticket. We listen to people like Fake Jerry and Spalding. Yeah. They have this thing on Kid Crack's the tidbit news. Anyway. Um, Just the tip. Clear sure. appearance. Very clear. Clear. Brilliantly clear. Darker than the Pilsners we've had. This yes. is more of a golden. For sure. Rather than a, a light yellow or anything. The the head wasn't over the top, um, but it's kind of persistent around the edges. It's been sitting for a minute, and I still have white bubbles on the edge of my glass. Boobles. Fast growing head. No, I think it's. I think this is where you play the one that's mm. white stuff. The aroma is sweeter than I expected. I feel like a boob. What you said, boobles, boobles, <laughs> chesticles. <laughs> okay, so as far as yeah, as far as the aroma, ow. When you're looking for a Kolsch, you know, for a long time that was thought of as a hybrid, where you could have a ale fermented. It, cool temperatures or a, a lager yeast that's warm fermented and so a lot of times you're going to get some of those fruity esters that you wouldn't get in just a stock cool fermented pilsner right so that's going into the base style do we get that here i, I definitely get some sweeter fruity notes in the aroma <clears throat> this smells like beer <sighs> thanks for that sawyer i like beer you're welcome no, actually, it's, it's I get fruity notes. Well, in the taste, I get malt. We haven't got there yet. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, it's also fairly straightforward. The aroma, not quite as grainy as the pilsner. I'd say more bready. Yeah. So there's obviously a different uh, different type of malt that is used for the base. Yeah, this kind of reminds me of a Belgian beer for some reason too. 
in the aroma. We're all about Belgians yeah, today. I don't, I don't know. Y'all started talking about Belgian the other day in the group text, and I, that's kind of what my mind's been on lately. <laughs> I still got my Bel- a little bit of my Belgian double left. It was like three days ago. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't get any Belgian anything. I don't forget things very easily. <laughs> Unless it's just something I really don't care about. The flavor's flavor, kind of flavor. sweet, too. But it's like a grainy sweetness. No, I disagree. This does not taste like Hackershore. <laughs> Clearly. You know, it's it's almost a little heavier than what I would expect a Kolsch to be. Mm-hmm. Um, in both mouthfeel and flavor, it's I, I guess it's just that. It's, it's a little thicker than what I was expecting for a Kolsch. Thick. Yeah, the, the mouth feels a little bit fuller, for sure. More residual sugar sweetness is, is there. Yeah, so I, I think we're I think we're saying the same thing. It was a little sweeter than I anticipated for it to be. Like it didn't finish out. Yeah, and then you're getting the fuller mouthfeel. So yeah, I think if it had fermented down further, it would be great. Yeah, thin out the body a little bit, um, add a little bit more Christmas, and lower the sweetness level. I mean, they didn't say anything on the label about stuff they added. No. So for me, unless you claim it, which they didn't, it should just be a straightforward Kolsch. Yeah, like the the aforementioned St. Arnold lawnmower, that is that is a great Kolsch. That's yeah. one of my favorites. And, and it's one of the isn't it one of the commercial examples of a Kolsch? Mm, I think they're all German, like yeah. Sunier Kolsch, and that's right. Yeah, because we did that episode, and and uh, it was it was up there with the others. Um. Of course, it they, was episode 15. No, I think it's a little earlier than that. Okay. But they did say on the label, a light, fruity aroma, bright and crisp finish. But I get the fruit and the sweetness and the flavor also. Yeah. It's hmm. a tad bit more malty than what I would like for a good Kolsch. Chris, when are you going to bring er, brew your Kolsch again with the, the, the lemon and lime? I usually do that one every summer, but this summer I hadn't had the time. I I was I really wanted to like this beer. I like Goose Island. Their IPA is good. I like Kolsch's. I really wanted to like this beer, but it's kind of let me down a little bit. I'm having trouble finding excitement for this. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> of course, we did just have that St. Arnold, which is a classic example of a Pilsner. Yeah. It's like, fantastic. It's great. It's tremendous. It's the bet they have the best beers. So maybe, <laughs> maybe we would have liked this one better. And the we best words. Followed it. <laughs> followed the Saint Arnold with it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Goose Island got bought out too. That was kind of the yeah. That was the yeah. first big domino to fall. Yeah. It, well, no, there was another one. Breckenridge got bought out too. That was well after Goose Island. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Breckenridge. They got makes good beers. Really good beer though. I went up to one of their breweries when I was up there in Colorado, and I had a fantastic time. It was huge. Anything else about this one, poundability? Um, you know what? I'm gonna, I'll still say a poundability of eight. Yeah, I'm going to agree with eight. It's too sweet for me. It's just there. I'm going to go with like six and a half. It's not quite a seven. Six point five. It's just too sweet. It's a seven. <laughs> <laughs> all right 
so I got one more. Uh, it's a surprise beer. I'm scared. Ooh. So let's break. <laughs> so let's break into that one. All right. I think I know what this is. What? Don't say anything. No, I want to guess because I really Off. don't know at the same time because I didn't look. No, don't guess. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna guess Pieppa beer. Oh no, it's not. Oh, it's it's not it's not no. Ghostface Killer. No. Oh, okay. No, that's, that's thank not God the right kind of bottle. Um, the puddle. Puddle. So we're doing summer beers, obviously, and no. for me, summer beer by default would be like a wheat, just because it's it's always a light, fruity, you know, whatever. I saw this at Total Wine. Oh no! It's a new oh, no. import. Oh no! That I don't think any of us have ever had. This is why I was looking at your rate beer because I want to know if you had it. It wasn't even in Total Wine system. Ooh. When I checked out, they had to ring it up as something else. Okay, this is, and I probably talked this up way too much, and y'all are gonna be like, oh. "That's a Kona bottle." Nope. This is the Deep Elm IPA. Yes. Oh this my god. This is the Eicht Schleicherla Rausch beer. Oh no, wheat. Oh, oh god, Chris. Easily said. <laughs> Oh, oh god. god. Oh god. So if you oh, combine, god. if you combine oh, all of the things for summer, wheat and, you know, maybe camping, campfires and, and smoke, then you get the wheat Eicht Schlankerla. Roush beer. Roush beer. I'm going to be pooping smoke for days. So this is a a wheat smoke beer. My butthole's not going <laughs> me very much. <laughs> So, this is a that. this is a new, <laughs> as far as I can tell, a new import. Nope. Jeez, I'm not gonna lie. This is gonna make the heartburn come on. Nobody at Total Wine knew that this was even on their shelf, except for the manager, because when the lady kept scanning, it wouldn't come up. And so the manager came over. He's like, "Yeah, it's not in the computer yet. Just ring it up as, you know, whatever." So it was they they charged me for a different Schlankerla, but um. I don't know. I I saw it and I was like, okay, yeah, we got to try that one. Oh, that's dark too. Which I'm interested to see um, the difference between this one and because we've had the Martzen and another one, the Bach, the Doppelbach, yeah, the Bach, Earbach. So both of those are are darker, maltier beers. So I'm interested to see how the smoke comes through in a wheat. You're welcome. Gonna have some burning buttholes today. <laughs> it's just a wheat smoke beer. It's yeah, not exactly it's not the top. Why? Why? You'll be fine. No. <laughs> I'm gonna send a picture of you guys of my poop whenever I poop later. <laughs> yeah, it'll be purple. <laughs> what? <laughs> Alright, hurry up and pour it so we can I was waiting on Travis. Get on with the show. Yeah, pour right down the middle. Get a lot of a lot of that smoke aroma going. Oh, on our official Untapped account, which uh, look us up on Untapped, Bruce Styles, and you can friend us. We just unlocked a badge down in smoke, not up in smoke. <laughs> Take a whiff and enjoy that smooth, smoky aroma while you down the whole pint. That's five different smoked beers. Nice. And then I have to scan. Yeah, the this. four that we did on the smoked beer episode. And there we go. And here's number five. <laughs> That's all we've had in this podcast. I'm excited. I hope somebody else is as excited as I'm I am. I'm excited. My butthole's not excited. 
I think Travis might be a little bit excited about okay, it. Okay, the it's lamp. It's a new rate. Yeah, the lamp picture, or the lamp appearance, and the window appearance very different. Oh, yeah. The window's, window's, window's very dark. A lot darker. But the lamp, you get some uh, light yeah. through it. It's so got it's some ruby hazy. highlights. It's a hazy. Uh-huh, hazy. Maybe. But you do see some, like, uh, like rosy garnet highlights oh. with uh, maybe a beige head. <laughs> the aroma. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Smells like oh. beef. <laughs> yeah, this is a very meaty Meat. type of smoke. Like mesquite chips and been barbecuing. And then you made a beer at the same time. Yeah, so earlier you said you wanted barbecue. So uh, Yeah, not not a smoked beer. Wow. <laughs> I think if we had this one around the fire, we would still be able to get this. <laughs> oh, yeah. We did the last time, remember? Oh, no, because remember we were talking about doing the smoked beers and we didn't get nearly the uh, the smoke character that we got when we were in here. Yeah, because our nose was inundated with smoke. Mm-hmm. You know what? I think we should do a shotgunning episode. Oh, jeez. No. Shotgun no. the whole episode. No. That's a bad idea. That's a great idea. <laughs> All right. So the aroma is very... <laughs> the aroma is very beefy and smoky. Does anybody know what that's from? Any wheat character? Smoking? No. <laughs> yeah, it's very heavily on the smoke aroma and... You see why I saved this one for last. <laughs> so are we okay. not at the tasting part yet? Are we just sniffing? Well, we can move on. Actually, the flavor's not nearly as smoky as the aroma. It's still pretty meaty, though. Yeah. The, oh, okay, I get all the smoke at the back end. It's like, it really is like you take a beef jerky stick and stir up your beer <laughs> and leave it in there as you drink it. Very meaty, like hefty flavor. Like a hefty bag? <laughs> it's a husky sound. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's a hefty bag with a whole bunch of smoked meat in it. There you go. Man. <laughs> I think the smoke comes through this much better than the Martzen. Okay. From what I remember. Obviously, that was a long time ago, but... <laughs> okay, so now let's focus on the Weizen part of it. Do you pick up any wheat? No. 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 I don't either. Do you pick up any yeast esters or phenols? No. Like banana? No. Clove? Nine, any, nine, any nine. Fruitiness at all? No. No. Actually, let me see that. Let me see the bottle. I don't either. This very well could be just a, a Roush beer, and we wouldn't know any difference. But they called it a. Yes. Weizen. But I don't get any, any Weizen character, period. Not in the malt, not in the the yeast character. It uh, it's it's a smoked beer. Okay, so I'm gonna read what's on the label, and I'm gonna read exactly how it's written. I've already read through it. I'm not gonna misspeak. This is exactly how it's written. Schlenker a smoke beer. Wheat is an ale with a light scomy aroma. I'm assuming that's a typo. But it also says light, which could also be a typo. As Bavarian wheat beers, it is being brewed with a mixture of both barley malt and wheat malt. The portion of barley malt is hereby a classic schlankerless smoke malt, while the wheat malt remains unsmoked. 
Served unfiltered with its natural haziness, Schlankerlo wheat reaches its full aroma through bottle fermentation with fine top fermenting yeast. So it has a light scummy aroma, apparently. It's still a nice and now tasty nod to brewing history. I don't know what scummy is. I don't either. I'm not a huge fan of smoked beer. But this is a scummed beer. <laughs> Whatever. You know, as far as like smoked beers, it's pretty nice. It has what you're looking for in a smoked beer. However, in a in a Weizen, it has nothing that you look for. Right. <laughs> in a Weizen beer, so I'm at a loss. So, if you have a, a wheat beer that you're having around the fire while you're camping, would you call that a summer beer? Ooh, I don't know why they have they have different they have different styles of smoked beer because. They all of their beers, the yeah. I was gonna say all of their beers probably taste the same. Yeah, call me unintelligent or undignified, but they they all they're all Roush beers. A Roush beer is a Roush beer, especially one that is highly smoked, and that's the only like ingredient the you smell and and taste. Yes. All right. Well, it was an interesting way to end the podcast. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Poundability rating on this one. Oh my god. Point. <laughs> Two. So what's your poundability <laughs> rating on this one? Huh? Ah. <laughs> the more you drink it, the more subdued the smoke gets. Man, it still comes through in the taste. Yeah. Well, for me, it comes through in the olfactory. Like, I get it more in the top part of my mouth, in the, in the back of my nose, than I do actually on the tongue. You don't get it in the esophagus area? No. Pflugerville, that's by Austin. <laughs> Thanks for that, Travis. <laughs> Thanks for that, Sawyer. <laughs> so, so seriously, though, take a drink of it and then exhale through your nose to activate that olfactory and tell me that you don't get much more smoke in the in that than you do in the taste. Oh, yeah. It comes through in the finish, which happens whenever you finish swallowing and then you open your mouth and then it everything just kind of lingers. But, but the actual finish, flavor finish. on the tongue, I don't get nearly as much smoke. Well, it's more meaty. When it comes through in the flavor. Because you really can't taste smoke. It comes through as either meaty or ash. Yeah. But you smell smoke. I don't know. The more I drink it, the more the Weizen starts to come out. I could say on that sip, I maybe if I really looked for it, might even be able to find some banana. Mm. Okay. I mean, you, you really have to search through the smoke. Yeah. But it's there if you really think about it. At least I think. Um, would you say this is a harmonious marriage of this? No, no, no. no. <laughs> However, I do the guidelines say harmonious marriage for smoked for Roush beer? This would have to be an other smoked beer, I think. Really? Because this wouldn't be just the uh, the Roush beer category. It's pretty, pretty, pretty. So for Roush beer, uh, it says a blend of smoke, varying balance. <laughs> In intensity, yet always complementary. Now it does say the beechwood smoke character can range from subtle to fairly strong and can seem smoky, woody, or bacon-like. Yes. Malt character can be low to moderate, somewhat rich, toasty, or multi-sweet. Malt and smoke components are often inversely proportional. And that's the Roush beer category? Yeah. So when smoke increases, malt decreases and vice versa. And then if you look at the other smoked category, 
That's where I think this would fall into. See, there's classic style smoked beer and specialty smoked beer. Okay. So I'm going to go 32A, 32B. Specialty. Because it's smoked and you have something else that should be apparent. So it says a smoke enhanced beer showing good balance between smoke, the beer character, and added ingredients while remaining pleasant to drink. Balance in the use of smoke hops and malt characters exhibited by the better examples. So that's the specialty smoke. Classic smoked says a smoke enhanced beer showing good balance between smoke and beer character while remaining pleasant to drink. So it says the exact same thing. I'm not getting a good balance either way. No. Uh, granted, I, I would say this this would fall under the Roush beer much more yeah. than than other smoked. You could enter it as even, a Roush beer. Yeah, it's actually called a Roush beer, and it's from Germany, so I can't tell them that they're wrong. Yeah. But everything that we've known about the, uh, the Schlinkterla is that they are very heavy on the smoke, and they're unapologetic about it. And they like, like to swing their arms. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Swinging our man. Anyway. Do we do poundability on this already? Point two. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be very... Because, yeah, from the moment that you put it to your to your face, you're going to smell the smoke and be like, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't pound this. So I'm going to put it at a two. I will go with the two as well. So if you really like smoked beer, then this... Ankt Schlankerla Weizen is going to be right up your alley. Yeah. As far as the summer beer goes, I'm going to say no. <laughs> so I'm going to say that my favorite for the entire day would be the St. Arnold. As I agree. Yes. The St. Arnold Summer Pills was awesome. By yeah. far. The, it was the really good. I, I like that beer. Thanks for bringing that, Sawyer. Y'all are welcome. <laughs> With a close second being... The same Adams. And then the true love. Then the Sierra Nevada. Anyway, we don't need to go all the way down the line. All right, yeah. So, all right. good episode. I had fun. Yeah, good it was beers. a good time. Yeah. If you are looking for an internship, <laughs> we have room for you, but it's not paid. Yeah. We need someone to take over social media and do our live broadcasting. Maybe. Maybe not. No, we do. Also, if you want to be a full-time fourth member and you're listening... Yeah. And you don't mind traveling to our studio, Arlington, Texas, from Mississippi or wherever you come from every week. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Must have some beer experience. Anyway, so thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Brew Styles, where we focused on summer beer. Join us next week when we dive into the ins and outs of beer ingredients. Okay, bye!